0: hello it's Wednesday welcome to our midweek service or our prayer meeting as we like to call it I want to welcome everyone from McDowell Missions who may be joining us this afternoon also I want to welcome others maybe you're not associated with the McDowell Missions Ministries um, or the uh, Friendship Home or the John Thompson Center and that's okay we're thankful you're here. We're happy visiting with us and worshiping with us this evening. I have uh, put out a call earlier in the week for prayer requests for this service and many of you have responded and posted prayer requests in many different ways and fashions and I want to thank you for that. We're going to be going to the Lord in prayer shortly and bringing those up. Also, I hope Others maybe are watching right now, and feel free to share the fact that you have a prayer request. Maybe that's pressing on your heart. Maybe uh, maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's something related to the COVID virus. Maybe it is something totally related to either one of those things, something though that is near and dear to your heart. And we want to express to you that we feel blessed to be able to take those to the Lord in prayer with you, to approach the throne of grace on your behalf. Likewise, we have prayer requests. Some of them are very deep in our hearts, some that only us and the Lord know about, others we can freely share. Let's remember tonight all of those that are in law enforcement, hospitals, nursing homes, my co-workers in the Department of Public Safety, Division of Prisons. I want to remember each one of those. The State Highway Patrol, all of our military personnel around the world tonight. The list goes on and on. We love you. And we want you to know that we're remembering you in prayer. We want you to know that we're thankful for the service that you do. We want you to know that it does not go unnoticed or underappreciated. Also, tonight, we want to remember our government, whether it is local, state, or national government, regardless of whether it is a Republican or a Democrat, an independent or an unaffiliated. I want you to know that we're praying for you. I want you to know that we're lifting you up in prayer tonight. We're seeking that God would have a mighty hand in your work that you do and upon your heart and the decisions that you make. And we're praying that through this difficult time, wisdom would be granted for your leadership. We're going to be going into the book of Philemon shortly. Philemon is a small book in God's Word. It is a book that follows Titus and is just before Hebrews. So, grab your Bible. Find the book of Philemon. We're going to be going into God's Word shortly. We're going to be letting it speak to our heart and life. And we're going to be praying for God to do so. Without any further ado... Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's lift up the requests that have been made, the ones that are being pleaded out to the Lord right now. Let's just ask Him to have His way in all of our lives. Let's ask Him to speak to our hearts. Let's ask Him to open His Word and reveal it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for the privilege of coming to You tonight. Thank You for everything that You have provided and done. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessings upon this nation. Lord, I know tonight that we don't deserve it. Not because we're any kind of evil above and beyond that of anyone else. The Lord simply because we are sinners by nature. And Lord, if it wasn't for your son, Jesus Christ, we would have no right to petition you tonight. But thanks to Jesus, we have that call. We have that opportunity. We have that grace. And Lord, I want to take advantage of that opportunity right now. Lord, I want to ask that you would move in the hearts and the lives of many that are around us. Lord, many that are hurting right now, that are sick. Many that are grieving loss. Lord, there are many that are wondering tonight where the job is going to come from, that's going to pay the bills. Lord, there are many that are struggling, many that are living in fear tonight. Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty and in a powerful way. Lord, I pray that you would touch hearts and lives. I pray that if there be one listening tonight that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that before we're done, that soul would come to know you. Lord, I pray that you would move in the preaching and the speaking and teaching of your word tonight. I pray that it would move into hearts and lives and it would accomplish everything that you have purposed it to do. Lord, I just turn the service over to you. I turn the words of the reading of your book over to you. I turn the speaking of it over to you. Lord, may I step back. May I be hidden by the cross. May you speak to hearts and lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we move into God's word, as I said, we're going to be in the book of Philemon. There's only one chapter. We're going to begin reading with verse number one. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer. And to our beloved Epithia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house, grace to you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints and that communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. The book of Philemon is many things. It is a very short book, but it is a very deep book and a very powerful book of God's Word. The book of Philemon is a story. It tells the story of a man who had many servants. And one of those servants called a slave in the Bible escaped. He left. He ran away. His name was Onesimus. And this was a killing offense. It was capital punishment in this day. But nonetheless, he Onesimus found found friendship with Paul. And Paul dealt with Onesimus through the word of God and through love and grace. And Onesimus was ready to come back and make things right with his master. And Paul was on a journey and was writing this letter to set things right and to to remind Philemon of a few things. And above all, he was pleading for Philemon to exercise Christian love. He was wanting Philemon to exercise Christian love in many things. He was wanting Philemon to exercise Christian love first in in wanting him to acknowledge and wanting him to remember Jesus Christ in his life. When we get past the first three verses, which are an introduction, Paul says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. Paul wanted Philemon to know that he was praying for him. Always, not just for this one special occasion, but always. And that should bring something in our hearts tonight. In in all of our lives, we find ourselves at some point in time some more than often, more than others, we find ourselves being appalled to a Philemon, trying to reconcile differences, trying to reconcile a bad situation, trying to reconcile something very difficult. And how do we go about doing that? What do what path do we take? Do we take a path of getting even? Do we take a path of being vindictive? Do we take a path of encouraging someone to, to, uh, uh, to take and get, get vengeance and revenge? Do we take a path of telling someone to just lay down and take everything that they have due coming to them? We certainly want to encourage those who are wrong to be responsible and accountable. But what about those who have it within their power to wield responsibility and, re- and to invoke consequences? How do we handle them? To say someone has done something wrong and that they must be responsible and, and they must take accountability for the wrong, that's one thing. But to tell someone else who has the authority to invoke consequences. What do you do? Do they they invoke everything that is so powerful that, that, that they have total authority over? Or do we encourage them to be prayerful and exercise love and grace? Now, exercising love and grace doesn't mean Letting letting an offender off scot-free. I work in the North Carolina prison system. I'm surrounded all day by men who have committed some horrible crimes. And they are being held responsible for those crimes. They have stood before a jury of their peers. They have been found guilty. A sentence has been handed down by a judge and they are incarcerated to serve out that sentence. Some of them are very, very ugly. Some of them, when you find out about them, they make us come to the point of saying, my goodness, something more should have been done to this person. But when we read Philemon, we also must ask this question. As a sinner, having no hope for a relationship with God, what more should have been done to me? Did I get the consequences that I deserved from God? No, I didn't. No one who is truly born again today can say that they really received all the consequences due because if that were the case, we couldn't be saved. Salvation is an act of grace. It is an act of God's mercy in our life. Now, does that mean we turn away and forgive everything? No, it doesn't. But it does mean that we need to realize that through love, through love, we need to extend grace to everyone. Whether they are a convicted criminal who has wronged the justice system in this nation, whether they are an immoral person who has lived a life of sexual immorality. whether they are a person who has wasted their life on drugs and alcohol, whether they are a person who has lived outside of God's love who has hated and taken advantage of people and used people, we're not going to see those people born again. We're not going to see them come to God unless we are willing to show the way and that's what paul was telling philemon he was asking philemon to show the way he when he says hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the lord jesus and toward all saints that the communication of thy faith may come effectual Which means the communication of his faith may be meaningful. It may bring about that which God wants it to bring about. By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Paul told Philemon, I know the Jesus that is in me is in you. And I know that your faith is strong. I know that it is large and great and abundant. I know that your faith is meaningful. And I know that it accomplishes things. Are you going to let this matter stop it? Are you going to let this matter with Onesimus ruin your testimony? And that brings us, as a Christian, to. to, to, To a very particular, very touchy point, all Christians have been hurt. I've been hurt deeply by other Christians in church. Church can be one of the most hurtful places an individual can go. People are very loose with their tongues. They give very little thought to the things that they say or the circumstances of the people that are around them. Yet they, they, they have the best of intentions. When we are surrounded by these people, when we are the one that has been hurt, how do we respond? Often as a pastor, I have heard many, many times this repeated, I'll not come back to that church Because of so-and-so saying this. And I understand that hurt. I really do. But I also understand that's not the right way to approach it. That isn't the right attitude to have toward it. That may be how we feel when we're first injured. That may be what we want to say. But when we go to the Lord in prayer and when we open his word, and we, when we examine the experiences of others who have been in like situation and circumstance, the Bible tells us to meet those with genuine love. Not just words or deeds, but genuine love. To think about graces that applied to our life and think about What would the Lord really have me do in this situation? How would the Lord really have me react to this? That's what Paul was wanting to get across to Philemon. He was wanting Philemon to continue to exercise grace, love, and faith in his life. And tonight that's what I want you to exercise as well in your life. You see, I want to be able to encourage you when you are faced with the circumstances of Philemon because I want to be able to say we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels or the inner parts of who we are the saints Are refreshed by them. I want to be able to tell you that your behavior, your handling of things refreshes me. Think of that. Think of the encouragement that we get by watching each other practice grace, love, and faith in a difficult situation. It will refresh us. It will encourage us. Yes, we may look back and, with the eyes of the world and we may say, my goodness, they could do this and this and this and they could sue and they could gain this and, and they could accomplish this and this. But no greater acts can a person accomplish in their life than an act of showing genuine, godly, Love, grace, and faith to another person, whether they deserve it or not, because we were shown that when we didn't deserve it. We were shown that by God through Jesus Christ. And are we not called to be Christ like? Are we not called to follow the Master? My Bible tells me we are. My Bible tells me that we are to exhibit to others, not as they do, not as they exhibit things to us, but exhibit to others as we would have them do things to us. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yes, it's much easier said than done. I'm the first one to admit it. Because I'm the first one to have been harmed deeply by other people. I admit that. It isn't a point of weakness on my part. It is simply a point of testimony in response to this message to say that I understand what Paul is trying to say and I understand what Philemon was going through. I can read Philemon from both sides, from both characters. And I believe you can too. If you really want to. And that comes down to the point that we must deal with tonight. Do I want to do this the way God wants me to do it? Or do I want to do it the way I want to? That's a decision that you have to come to terms with. Because you will be held accountable for it. That's just the the loving truth that I can give you because it's, it's all genuine. We all sin. None of us are above it. We can't run from it. We can't hide behind it. We can't justify it, not in our lives, not in the lives of anyone else. Neither can we stand in condemnation to anyone else because of their sin and ignore it in our life. We can't have, we can't tolerate others denying it in their life while they, while they condemn it in the life of someone else. We have to realize there there are no good guys and bad guys in this situation. There are only sinners. We're either repentant and born again, or we're not. So how are we going to live? How are we going to practice this? When we are Philemon, When we are the one that's been wronged, when we are the one that's been injured, when we are the one that has it within our power to say, I want this to be done, how are we going to handle it? Now, Philemon wasn't talking about the taking of a life. He wasn't talking about a murder where the Bible is clear. He wasn't talking about Stealing, he wasn't talking about anything. He was talking about someone who left and went out on their responsibilities and and they violated those responsibilities, even though that he could sentence someone to death here because of that. Paul was asking him to look at grace and to continue to practice love. Because Paul reminded him that his testimony was what stood in the balance. It wasn't just the the ability to say Philemon served and Philemon was, was given this harsh of a sentence. It was the fact that Philemon's testimony hung in the balance. How the community was going to see him. How his other servants were going to see him. Were they going to stay with him out of respect? Or were they going to stay with him out of fear? Philemon offers a lot in our lives. Paul says, Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient. In other words, Paul said, I could tell you what to do. So Philemon, I could, I could just lay it out on the line on the table right now. I could show you all the cards, and I could tell you exactly what you needed to do, and I could tell you what you needed to be in this. How you needed to handle it. But, verse 9, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. When Paul said, for love's sake, I rather beseech ye," Paul says, for love's sake, I had rather rely on your relationship with the Lord. I'd rather your testimony be lifted up. I had rather Jesus be glorified. I had rather grace be seen for love's sake. And he trusted Philemon to make the right decision. God trusts you and I to make the right decision. If you go through and read this short chapter, you will see that Philemon does make the right decision when Paul sends Onesimus to him with this letter. So when we're leaving tonight, and when we're going about our week, and we're struggling with difficulties, and and, and we're getting bad news, and, and difficulties are coming up, and, and we're being uh, we're being thrown under the bus by others around us. And we're thinking about all of the the recourse that stands before us. Let's not forget grace, love, and faith. Because through those three things, greatness can be accomplished for Jesus Christ. And it can be accomplished with a great testimony in your life, which could very easily lead someone to Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we close this time, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the message that was given. Lord, I hope that I have communicated it well and I hope I haven't done it injustice. Lord, I pray for grace, love, and faith tonight in my life. I pray for grace, love, and faith in the lives of all of those listening tonight. Lord, I pray that We find the strength, the wisdom, the integrity to move forward. Lord, I know that that will come from you, and I know that it will come through your word. Lord, I pray tonight that you'll open up hearts and lives. I pray the lost will be saved. I pray this nation will be revived. Lord, I pray that we could set aside our idols of politicians and sports figures and singers And movie stars, we could set all of that aside and we could look to you and only you and look to your word and only your word for guidance in all matters of life. Lead God and direct us. Give us wisdom to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you're staying safe. I pray that you're going to continue to to be safe, to to follow everything that needs to be followed in your life. I pray for you and your family and your health tonight. Please join us again on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. as we continue with this service. In Jesus' name, thank you.